Hey, this is Sharon Trivatsa, and welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to show you how to sell a lot more of whatever you want. That's right, how to sell a lot more of whatever you want. I have a three-step process on the three things that you need to have in place to sell a lot more of whatever you want. In fact, I use this same three-step process as my first diagnostic whenever I'm looking at any company, any product, any service to understand how that business works and how they can quickly and instantly upgrade their positioning, upgrade their revenues, and upgrade their sales. This is a super tactical episode on how to sell a lot more of whatever you want, and it all starts right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. All right, let's get right into it. I want to tell you about how to sell a lot more about whatever you want. In fact, I want to give you my personal diagnostic framework on um, how I view and understand what businesses do. As soon as I look at a business, there is a way in which you look at it. You don't just ask 400 meaningless questions to know all the nuances. I want to instantly have a diagnostic framework on how the business works and how they sell more stuff. And once I understand that, I understand their front end process, which allows me to quickly and easily become a great advisor to them and understand if I want to invest in this company. So I want to use that framework and turn it around and show you how you can sell a lot more of whatever you want. So the three things that I want to talk about are you got to, number one, have a good thing. <laughs> number one, this needs to be a good thing. And I'll tell you what that means. Number two, you got to like sell that thing. And I'll tell you how to do that. Number three, you got to promote that thing, right? So you got to have a good thing, which is a good product or service. You have a need a sales process to sell that thing. And you need a distribution system to actually promote that thing. Now, it's not as easy as that. Uh, if you get these right, there's actually a lot simpler than you think. If you get these right, you will sell a lot, a lot more of whatever you want. And the reason I, I'm actually recording this episode is I honestly look at a lot of companies. I look, I look at a lot of companies, a lot of business models, a lot of P&Ls, and I look at them every single week. And I realized that I was starting to spend a lot of time evaluating a company. And I was like, man, there has to be a better way. Like I needed a diagnostic. I needed just like when you walk into uh, a doctor's office, they uh, check your eyes, check your ears, check your throat, like use check your knees, you know, make sure, make you turn around and cough, <laughs> whatever, right? They have a diagnostic and I needed a diagnostic where I can quickly figure out, okay, what pieces are already in place and how can I have the next deeper, more thoughtful conversation with this founder, with the CEO, with this entrepreneur? And this is what I came up with and this is what I use every single day. So I'm giving you a direct, uh, direct access to my thinking and my framework so that you can actually apply this to your business right now. So uh, let's get let's get right into it, right? So here's the three things that you need to have in place. Number one, I talked about have, have a good thing, right? You need a good thing. I'm sorry. There is no amount of marketing that will make a crappy product fail faster. Like 
no matter you can't promote crappy stuff so you've got to have a good thing now it doesn't have to be an exceptional thing it just has to have a good thing meaning whatever the promise says it's going to do it's going to have to at least do that so if you don't have a good thing we got to go fix that good thing and fixing that good thing is what the job is because you you and I have to feel in deep integrity with that good thing so we have to have a good thing now uh you may ask me like what what constitutes a good thing so it's not just a good offer it's got to be a good thing so i wrote, here here's the thing that i run through in my head very quickly i i have it memorized i can run through it very quickly with you i look for five things that is a good thing right so number 1 um does it solve a problem number 2 is it easy to understand number 3 is it results focused Number two, number four, does it reverse risk in some way? Does it guarantee something? Does it solve some objections, et cetera? And number five, does it feel like a no-brainer, right? Does it feel like a no-brainer? Whenever I think about something, I instantly go through this. I'm like, hey, does it solve a problem? Is it easy to understand? Is it results-focused? Is there some risk reversal or a guarantee? And does it feel like a no-brainer? And this is not a complete list, but I can very quickly tell if you can have these core components in place, it's very hard to not to go wrong, right? So I'll give you a very simple example. Um, I am I'm sitting here staring at my Peloton. Uh, so let's take Peloton as an example. Does it solve a problem? Yes. It solves the problem of you getting to ride, uh, you know, getting a workout at home without going to the gym. Cool. It solves a problem. Number two, is it easy to understand? Yes. You buy this thing, put it in your house, and you have live classes. It's easy to understand. I know how this works. Number three, great. Number three, is it's results-focused. Yes, you can work out whenever you want. You can sit there. You can hit a button, and you're ready to go. It's results-focused. If you work on this, you'll lose weight. Great. Awesome. Number four, is there some risk reversal or guarantee, right? Now, I don't know if there's a guarantee, but does it solve some objections? The objection that I'm thinking is, will I ever use it? Well, no problem. If I don't use it today, I'll use it tomorrow. Can I cancel my gym membership? Yes, I can. Uh, can I jump on it for just for five or 10 minutes? Yes, I can. Can I, quote, cheat on my workout? Yes, I can. Can I just, you know, do I actually, if it's cold outside, can I quickly go to the gym in my garage? Yes, I can. So it's also solving objections. So there's a bunch of risk reversal associated with it. So that's good. Number five, does it feel like a no-brainer? Yeah. So I know that I can get it. And if I don't like it, I can... Uh, I can sell it. So I'm like, oh, worst case scenario, I'll just put it on Facebook Marketplace and I'll sell it. So it feels like a no-brainer. So now you have a good thing. Now it becomes easier to sell that good thing. Now you can take that and put your product or service through that filter of, hey, does it solve a problem? Is it easy to understand? Is it results-focused? Uh, Is there a risk reversal? Does it feel like a no-brainer? A lot of times when you're selling a, selling a service, if you're selling coaching or consulting or you know, you're, you're, selling, you're recruiting somebody to come work with you, like it's interesting because a lot of times people will like try to solve solve a problem when there's no problem at play. So they want to create a problem. Is it easy to understand? They've got this huge pitch. It's like we got to figure this out because if you don't have a good thing to sell, everything else that you do only makes it harder. All right. So working on the on the thing is actually way more important than working on how to pitch the thing because how to pitch the thing is sell, is actually telling people more about the thing. Right. So have a good thing. That's number one. Here's number two. You got, <laughs> sorry, you got to sell the thing, right? And when I say you got to sell the thing, not based on your charisma. A, a lot of salespeople that I meet just think they're these amazing salespeople, which they are, but they can't sell anything without themselves. They are the sales process. They're like, I am a salesperson. I can sell anything. I am Jordan Belfort. I'm amazing at selling stuff. That's fine. 
but like you have to be involved in the sale and that's okay but at the end of the day your charisma is unscalable right like you can only do so many things now yes if it's say you're selling a yacht and you're making three million dollars per sale that's one thing but not everyone is doing that right so we need a friction-free sales process friction-free sales process so for example like a phone asking somebody to be like hey do you, do you have 10 minutes for a call tomorrow no nobody wants to get on a call with you and me that like if you have to ask that that means it's too much friction in the process the phone and meetings that we sell oh book a 15-minute discovery call on my calendar do you think anybody wants to wake up in the morning and think oh I want to book a discovery call with Sharon no nobody wants to book a darn discovery call with anybody like no one woke up in the morning with the goal of that day is to book a discovery call because they just want if they have a, a pain in their lives they just want it solved for them right and they are doing the call because it's a necessary evil so we should do fewer things that are friction oriented we need to create a way to get people engaged in the easiest possible way with the lowest amount of friction. And so I always like to say, let's put the aspiration before the friction. So for example, if you're a real estate agent and you want to get, want to work with people that are selling a house, I'm just making it up. What is the aspiration? The aspiration is I want to sell my house for the highest amount of money in the lowest amount of time or something like that, right? So what would be aspirational that you can give to somebody? You can say, hey, here, for example, you can say, here are 17 things I, my, my clients wish they had done before they sold their home. I would, if I was going to sell my house, I would be like, I want to read that. Or you can say, hey, the seven-step process that you can get your home ready in two hours for sale. Now, I would download that. Only the people that are interested in selling their house would download that PDF. That's extremely friction-free. And the person that is actually downloading that is raising their hands and telling you that they're interested in something, they're aspirationally downloading that thing. Right. So our job is to put the aspiration before the friction, because now if someone had downloaded that, it would make total sense for you to follow up and say, uh, hey, Sharon, I saw that you download this PDF. Thank you so much. Uh, in fact, I, you know, we're going to be in your neighborhood and I can tell you what your home is worth with a five minute walkthrough. I don't even need to you don't even need to, you know, spend any more than that. Would you you know, would you like me to do it either during the week or the weekend? You can do that because now that person is in instantly engaged with you and said that they're interested in something. They put aspiration before the friction. Right. Here's the most important part about the sales process. They should always feel good about the next step. I'll say it again. They should always feel good about the next step, meaning the next step should seem like a natural thing. So, you you know, the, the easiest way to figure out if the next step a natural thing is, is the why don't we sew that frame? Hey, so you're talking to somebody and it's going back and forth and you're like, um, you're like, cool, Charon. So you're, you're interested in selling a home over the next six months. You're talking to them on the phone. And you're like, how about this? Why don't we blank, blank, sew that? Hey, why don't we uh, get together for a cup of coffee and before your coffee gets cold or you finish it, I will run through our seven-step process in which we take our clients to get their home ready for the market and, and, and hitting record prices. And I'll do it before your coffee gets cold so that you have all the information so that you have all the information to make an informed and intelligent decision. Why don't we blah, 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 so that you can make an informed and intelligent decision. Why don't we so that? The why don't we so that frame is very, very uh, non-threatening and non-friction oriented because what it does is it allows the prospect or the client to always feel cool about the next step. It's not saying, hey, 
uh, let's set up a 30 minute call and I can take you through all the options. No, why don't we blah, 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 so that blah, blah, blah. Right now they understand the why don't we sell that for him. That's why you need a sales process to sell your thing. Whenever I'm looking at someone's process, I'm trying to figure out, okay, so how does this work? How do you generate a lead? You generate the lead. How does the lead get a meeting? You have three emails, you invite them to a, web, a webinar training. They come to the training, you tell them something, they tell something is told to them, then they get up, they get something else, then they actually get invited on a call. They get on the call, you take them through a five minute, five, 10 minute process. If they're interested, you get on a longer call, then you get a meeting, then you sell them an expensive thing. Great, that's a, that's a process. Now, if I had that process, I can actually help you optimize that process, understand that process, troubleshoot that process, whatever. You can take that process to a coach, a consultant, a mentor, a guide. You can take the process and go to an event, and when someone says they're doing the process differently, you can figure out how to change that process. But if you don't have a sales process and you're selling with charisma, this stuff is going to break, right? Because just because you have a good thing doesn't mean you can sell that thing. So my question for you is, can you draw out your process for me on a whiteboard in, in three to five steps so I can see that, that there is no friction in the process and they are always cool about the next step. So number two is sell the, how to sell the thing with a process. And here's number three. The number three is you got to promote the thing. <laughs> like you got to promote the thing. You can't be... You, you, you can't be a secret agent, a silent lion. You can't do all of that. You have to step up and promote the thing because if you don't do it, no one is going to do it for you, right? Distribution, distribution is an asset. The reason why do, why, um, uh, think about think about Amazon FBA for a second, right? Amazon FBA is called Fulfilled by Amazon. Did you know that there are several vendors on companies on Amazon that actually use the Amazon platform to distribute their products and Amazon doesn't source these products themselves. So essentially, Sharon can go buy a bunch of uh, stuffed unicorns from China, ship them to a warehouse that Amazon controls, put all the inventory on amazon.com and when someone searches, Amazon will sell the product and give me and share profits with me. That's called fulfilled by Amazon. But why is it that way? Because he, he or she who holds all the distribution wins. Amazon has the distribution. As someone wants something, they just go to Amazon to buy stuff. It, no one's going to go to your unicorn, unicorn store. I got to tell you about 100 Unicorns at some point. So, hey, by the way, if you're listening to this, go to 100unicorns.com. My daughter, Lara, and her friend, Lily Kate, uh, who are six years and 14 years old, own 100unicorns.com. It's a, it's a new project. Uh, if you like unicorns, you should go buy stuff from 100unicorns.com. It's our new e-commerce project. You love it. I'll make a podcast about that some other time. All right. So um, here's what I mean. D he, he or she who holds all the distribution wins, which is why to promote something, whenever I think about promoting the thing, I think about, all right, it, do I promote it organically, meaning using my brand? Do I promote it with paid traffic? Do I actually like write a check to buy media or whatever? Or do I do partnerships and joint ventures where other I have other people like affiliates help me promote my stuff? My suggestion around the promotion is to pick one channel first and then go to the next one. Pick one channel first and go to the next one. So um, one of the companies that uh, that we advise were, were investors in, uh, when we originally started working with them, they were they're in business services. They were doing close to $20,000 a month in recurring revenue. So, you know, kind of $250,000 a year. In less than a year of working with them, less than one year of working with them, right, we created a partnership model where we promoted that business through all our channels and today they're at 
$250,000 a month in recurring revenue. So imagine going from $20,000 a month to $250,000 a month in under one year by picking one marketing channel, one, right, one. And the crazy part there is they didn't have to spend a dollar on ad spend because they had us as partners. So you got to find a way to promote that thing. You got to find a way to promote that thing. So there's three things that are super important as I talked to you about. Have a good thing, sell the thing, promote the thing, right? In my mind, whenever I'm looking at a business uh, and how does, you know, and as a diagnostic, I'm like, okay, do they have a good thing? Does it solve a problem? Is it easy to understand? Is it result oriented? Is there a risk reversal? Does it feel like a no brainer? Right? Do they have a good thing? Number two, do they have a process to sell the thing? Like what is the process to sell the thing? And number three, do they have a way to promote the thing? What, because distribution is an asset. Once you have those three in place, it gets really, really, really fun, right? In fact, if you like any of this stuff, um, I have a private podcast that I do for uh, all the CEOs that we are invested in the, and, our, and our partner companies. It's called 10K Wisdom. The reason it's called 10K Wisdom, it's raw, it's real, and each episode is designed to have $10,000 worth of value in under 10 minutes. So it's 10K Wisdom. Uh, you can just go to 10kwisdom.com. It's totally free. I open it up to everybody. I uh, don't sell you anything. It's exactly what I give my partner companies and portfolio companies. I'm going to give it to you for free. 10kwisdom.com, completely private. You can't get it anywhere else. So go to 10kwisdom.com. Uh, this is what I talk to the CEOs about. So if you like this, you will like that. All right, so let's quickly recap. recap. How do you sell a lot more of whatever you want. Three steps. Number one, have a good thing that you're proud of. Number two, uh, have a process to sell the thing that you're proud of. And number three, promote the thing just unabashedly uh, without uh, without actually even wincing once because distribution is an asset. When you have those three things, you can sell a lot more of whatever you want. Hey, if you liked this and this gave you a diagnostic for how to look at your life and your business and give you some ideas, can you do me a favor? Can you just screenshot this episode? Just screenshot this right now when, as you're listening to it. And can you share it? Just share it on social saying, hey, I listened to this. You should listen to it too. I just want to get you know, a diagnostic process out to your friends and your family. Maybe they can, maybe just listening to this in under 15 minutes can dramatically help them change their lives and change their approach on how they think about the business. And if you like this, just send me a DM. But most importantly, just screenshot this and post it. Uh, tag me, please. That way I can reshare it for you because I would love to know if this uh, benefited you. So screenshot this, please post it. And hopefully you enjoyed uh, this uh, quick and tactical episode on how to sell a lot more of whatever you want. And I will catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw, it's real, it's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So for the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com. I'll see you there. <laughs>